anniversary. And the theme for this anniversary, as we can see on the program, is Good Hope Missionary Baptist Church during 125 years tested, Christ, our solid rock, invested. Scripture being, upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Sometimes you have to remind yourself of that. Amen? Praise the Lord. We're going to use as a topic today, perpetual assembly. Perpetual assembly. Amen. means continual. Amen. Eternal assembly. And we see in this text, I'm going to look at three points, and I'll get out your way. I'm going to teach a little bit, then I'm going to preach, and I'll sit down. Amen? Amen. First, we're going to look at the blood that gives access, then the belief that produces his presence, then the boldness that, that leads to perpetual assembling. Amen? What we must look at in this, in this text, we see the writer of Hebrews it really helps us to understand, amen, the mentality that we must have. Amen. He walks us through a progression of what it takes to get into the presence of God. See, there is a way to get into the presence of God. There is only one way to the Father, and that is indeed through Jesus Christ. And, and it talks about him being our high priest, being the one that gave us access uh, to the presence of God. And, and first, the, the blood that gives access. And it looks in, in the 19th verse, it says, Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus by a new and living way which he consecrated for us through the veil, that is, his flesh. Now, if we study the word boldness in the original text, it means to enter God's presence freely and openly with confidence and assurance. Amen? That's why the enemy fights so hard to try to take away that confidence. He tries to take away that assurance. He tries to make you to walk in unbelief. He knows without faith it is impossible to please God. So if he can attack your faith, if he can deter your faith, if he can hinder your faith, amen, he's won the battle. He'll never win the war, but he can win individual battles if we allow him to. Now look at this. Being able to enter the presence of God freely and openly, knowing God personally and intimately, Fellowshipping and communing, communing with God. And that's what this thing is all about. Spending quality time with him. It's all about the relationship. It's, it's not about religion. It's about relationship. Amen. This church has been around for 125 years. Amen. So as one generation has left and another generation has, has come, every generation has been about relationship. Amen. The church has to be built upon a relationship. If it was built upon religion, it would not be here today. It's because of the relationship that Good Hope is still here today. Someone ought to thank God for the relationship. Amen. 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 This refers to the Holy of Holies of the Jewish tabernacle. And, and if, we, if you study the Jewish tabernacle closely, you begin to see that it is a shadow of Jesus Christ. Christ is, uh, is, is, was the, 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 the thing that the revelation or the light was cast upon. Amen. And, and we see the fullness of the revelation revealed and imparted in the New Testament. But in the Old Testament, this was just a shadow of things to come. And, and Jesus Christ, and we know about the veil. And the veil was, was an object 
placed between God and his people. Because of unrighteousness and because of sin, they could not go into the presence of God. The only person that had a chance to go before God was the high priest on the day of atonement. He had to take blood for himself and also blood for all of Israel. He couldn't just go behind the veil. But one thing about the veil, amen, the veil represents the body of Christ. Amen. See, there's only one way still to this day to get to the presence of God, and that's through Jesus Christ. The word of God says there's only one way to the Father, and that's through Jesus Christ. We understand this, that when Christ, his body was broken for us, amen, it gave us access to the power and presence of God. When he was rent, amen, the veil in the temple was rent from the top to the bottom. When he died for our sins on Calvary's cross and shed his precious blood for each and every one of us till to this day it's efficacious enough to atone for the sins of the world behold the lamb of God who taketh away the sins of the world he is the propitiation of our sins but not only our sins but the sins of the world he can save anyone that comes to him and accepts him as their lord and savior and confess him amen and not only confess him and accept him as their lord and savior but walk this thing out the way he commands you to walk this thing out there's a blessing in obedience. See, obedience is greater than sacrifice. Amen. See, we, we serve in an age now that no one wants to be obedient. Amen. Everyone, want, everyone wants God's benefits. Amen. But they don't want to be in alignment with what God tells them to do. But when you do the thing right, amen, according to the prescription that God has laid out for us, when you do things the way God commands us to do it, there is a blessing on the other side. He is a reward of those who diligently seek him. Have you ever sought him before? And by and by, he may not come when you want him but I declare and decree he'll be right on time if he's ever shown up for you before just raise your hand right now and say Lord I thank you for the fact that if I keep on trusting in you if I keep on serving you if I keep on spending quality time with you by and by it may you may not come when I want you to come because you are God you are sovereign you know when to give it to me you know when to heal me you know when to to give me the, the substance that I need and the provision that I need you know right when the time is for it to be released. So in the meantime, I'm going to trust you when I'm tarrying. I'm going to trust you when I can't trace you. I'm going to trust you when something, nothing seems to happen. I'm going to trust in the Lord with all my heart and lean not into thine own understanding. In all thy ways, I'm going to acknowledge you and eventually, by and by, you're going to direct my past right into my promised land. Amen? So then, then we look at this and, and it says in Romans 5, 1 and 2, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into the, this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. We are justified only by the efficacious blood of Jesus Christ. We can put on the blood of Jesus as a garment and stand before the Father justified. Not because of our own righteousness, but only by the righteousness of Jesus Christ, who knew no sin, who did not sin, who cannot sin, who died for our sins as our substitutionary sacrifice. It should have been you on that cross. It should have been you being pitched in your side. It should have been you being beat all night long, but he took your place because he loved you. See, God is love. He loved you in spite of you, and he came down through 42 generations. In spite of everything he knew you would do in the future, he still said there's going to be a year that she's going to come to know me and the pardon of her sins. She can't 
can't stand before the Father if I don't die for her. She can't be saved if I don't die for her. She cannot be righteous or whole if I do not die for her. So in spite of what you have done and what you, who you have done it with, he knew you were going to do it before you did it. As a matter of fact, he knows the thoughts before they enter into your mind. Every hair on your head is numbered. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works and that my soul nor right well. In spite of him being intimately acquainted with you, he's not aloof out there in outer space and not being acquainted with what you're going through. Just know that he'll never leave you nor forsake you. He's in the midst of the trial with you. He's in the midst of the storm with you. Anybody in a storm right now? Anyone going through a test right now? Well, if you're going through a test right now, just know he's the God over the storm. He's the God over the test. He has the power to stand up and say, peace, be still. Has he ever done it for you before? Well, if he's done it for you before, just clap your hands right now and just say, Lord, I want to take a, a praise break right now and just say, Lord, I just thank you. I praise you right now because you did it for me when everyone else gave up on me, when everyone else turned their backs on me, when you said you were going to be faithful to me, you said you were never going to turn your back on me, and you said those that come to me, I will in no wise cast out. I was broke, busted, and disgusted, couldn't find my way out, but you saw past that situation. You reached way down and picked me up again. That's what the church is all about. That's why this church is here. This is nothing but a spiritual hospital. People dealing with all kinds of spiritual ailments, and they come into the house of God, and the spirit of the living God will begin to do a spiritual inventory and go right to the source of your behavior and then convict you and say, you need to change this and you need to change that. Don't you override the spirit. You're going to say, Lord, I submit to your authority and your will in my life. I know you're going to provide a way of escape. There's no good thing in the flesh. So give me strength to line up with your spirit. Give me strength to walk this thing out. Give me strength to talk this thing out. Give me strength to line up with your will and your purpose in my life. Because if I ever get in alignment with your purpose for my life, no devil in hell can stop me. That's why you died for me. That's why you rose for me. You rose for me to give me everything I need to grow my dream. You've already given me the gifts. You've already given me the talents. You've already placed me in a spot. But now it's up to me. You better believe what God is telling you. He chose you for a reason. He saved you for a reason. And guess what? You are here today for a reason. You are alive for a reason. You can see for a reason. You can walk for a reason. You can talk for a reason. You are his hands and you are his feet. You are his mouth. You are his ambassador. You are a slave to righteousness. You've been transformed from, transformed from being a slave to sin, but now you are a slave to righteousness. Go ahead and do what God told you to do, and I guarantee you he'll bless you. In spite of what they say about you, in spite of how they ridicule you, I guarantee that God will bless you. Am I the only one in the church today? Am I the only one in good hope that knows that God will do it for you, that God will bless you in spite of your enemies, in spite of your doubters, in spite of your haters? They may try to kick you while you're down, but just know that God can pick you back up again. Somebody has, someone has had to be picked up again time and time and time again. Someone has sinned and come short of his glory time and time again. But his grace is sufficient for you. You ought to thank God for his grace. It's all about the relationship. Somebody ought to praise God just for the relationship. Even if you can't thank God for anything else, thank God for the relationship. He loves you so much that he still picks you up again. He loves you so much that he'll forgive you of your sins. He loves you so much he'll still bless you in spite of you. You ought to thank God for the fact that he'll give you time and time again to get it right again. Not only will he give you time and time again to get it right again, he'll give you the power through the Holy Spirit to walk this thing out. You ought to praise him today. Amen.
Amen. Someone, someone's getting ready to get a blessing today. Revelation is about to show up today. Impartation is about to knock at the door of your heart. You better let him in today. Amen. Let him in. Amen. Amen. Look at this now. The belief that produces his presence. Amen. Verse 21 says, and having a high priest over the house of God. Amen. He, he is the high priest over the house of God, meaning that he regulates the presence of God. If he is the high priest, amen, and there's only one way to the Father, he regulates the presence of God. See, you can't, you can't manufacture the presence of God. See, we are the body of Christ. When you are born again, you become a part of the invisible church. You become a part of the body of Christ, whereby denomination cannot separate, whereby your socioeconomic background cannot separate. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. And when you become a part of the body of Christ, you can be in the presence of God in your living room. You can be in the presence of God in your car. You can be in the presence of God on the job. You can be in the presence of God in the supermarket. Have you ever just been doing, going about your business and the spirit of God just struck you and you began to shout it from the rooftop that you just love the Lord with everything you have and you just saw a preacher. Sometimes he'll touch your emotions uh, so much that you'll begin to cry and weep and you don't even know why you're crying and weeping but when the spirit of God shows up in your heart and when the spirit of God shows up in your mind, he'll begin to let you know and bring that thing to your remembrance of the fact if it had not been for the Lord who was on your side, where would you be you knew that it was God that but sometimes the enemy will come in and try to cause you to forget about how good God has been to you but it's up to you to recall the good information he tries to cause you to recall the negative stuff but if you can begin to look around and look back over your life and begin to do inventory of how good God has really been huh, the enemy will be defeated huh, because you can begin to speak life over your situation God is the one that saved me God is the one that woke me up this morning and God is the one that started me on my way huh? God God is the one that gave me food to eat. God is the one that gave me a roof over my head. And God is the one that allowed me to go get my hair done and get my nails done. God is the one that gave me clothes to put on my back. God is the one that gave me the car that I drive right now. Am I the only one that appreciates the small things? See, we're so busy trying to look at the big things, the doors that didn't open for you and the doors that are shut for you. You ought to thank God for the small things. Are you alive today? It is in him that you live, move, and have your being. He's the one that orchestrates the presence of God when you're praise him from a pure heart. When you're praising from an appreciative heart, the presence of God can't help but show up. Guess what? He inhabits the praises of his people. If you praise him with a heart of appreciation, I guarantee you, he'll show up in your situation. He'll first show up in your heart. He'll begin to orchestrate your situation. He'll begin to work it out for your good. Won't he work it out for the good? <laughs> Won't he do it? 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 Well, he did it for me. I don't know about you. Tell your neighbor he'll do it. Tell your other neighbor he did it for me. Tell your neighbor behind you that he did it for me. And guess what? He's getting ready to do it for you. If you do what I did to get what I got, he'll bless you just like he blessed me. You just need to let him know how much you love him and how much you trust him. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, and look at this. Now, understand this. Where the spirit of the Lord is, is there is liberty. But understand this, every believer does not take advantage of that. But see, the enemy does his best, again, to cause you to be focused on the wrong things. He wants you to walk around with your head down. But you have to understand this, he is already defeated. 
his fate has already been sealed. He will someday be in the lake of fire with all those who follow him, with the Antichrist and all those who follow him and never accept Christ. His fate is sealed. So his job is to pull as many people with him as he can. But when you understand you're fighting an enemy that has already been defeated, understand this. Uh, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. See, if you just think about the four walls and the brick and mortar, you have a minuscule understanding of the significance of the fact that he's talking about the body of Christ. You are the church. I don't care where you are. You are the church. And when you get to a point where you understand that the gates of hell will not prevail against you, that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit, deity dwells on the inside of you, and he will give you everything you need to do what you need to do. He may tarry sometime. Even Job said, though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. You have to make up in your mind that you're fully committed and be steadfast, unmovable, always about in the work of the Lord so as much as you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain if you sow it you'll reap it understand this that's a principle in the kingdom and the kingdom principles cannot fail if you sow it he will bless you with a harvest of breakthrough you ought to say Lord I just thank you for the fact that if I do what you told me to do there's gonna be a blessing on the end of it it may seem difficult right now it may not be easy right now but this is just a season this word is for someone tonight it's it's just a season. This too will come to pass. You're just tearing through a season. But guess what? One thing about a season, winter, summer, spring, and fall, they always come and they always go. You're going through a season right now. This season is going to pass because Christ, your mediator, the advocate to the Father, is standing up for you and he's releasing his power and authority in your situation. You ought to thank God for the fact that you have an advocate to the Father, a mediator that will stand up for you. And when he stands up, he can say peace be still when he stands up he can shut the mouth of lions when he stands up he can cause the fiery furnace to be turned up and even when it's turned up those that try to throw you into the fiery furnace will be burnt up but not a hair on your head will be sins and you'll be running around with the son of God did we not throw three into the fire but there is four who looks like the son of God you got it right that is the son of God because he says he'll be in the mess with me he'll be in the trial with me you ought to thank God for the fact that he's in the trial with you. He'll never turn his back on you. And if he allows you to go through it, he's going to get you through it. I declare and decree someone needs to receive this message tonight because the devil's been kicking you while you're down. He's been telling you it's over and you're never going to get what God promised you. You better tell her that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I don't care what you say about me. I don't care how you try to try to test me. I don't care how you tempt me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So if God says it, that settles it. I'm trying to help someone out tonight. You're waiting for your breakthrough. You're waiting for your deliverance. You better just say, Lord, I trust you that you're going to work it out for my good. Lord, I trust you that my blessing is on the way. My breakthrough is on the way. My healing is on the way. The check is in the mail right now. You have the power to touch anyone's heart. You hold the king's heart in your hands and you can turn it whichever way you want to turn it. Like the rivers of water, it is favor that drives your destiny. God will give you favor when he needs to give you favor. He can open up doors that no man can shut. It may be impossible for man, but I declare and decree that nothing is impossible for God. It will not work when the enemy tries to take you out, but God will never fail. He cannot fail, cannot lie, cannot give up, and cannot give up. He is God. He's sovereign over his creation. You ought to say, Lord, I thank you for the fact that you are God. Praise your name, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
I feel like preaching. Something is about to happen in good hope tonight. Somebody thought they were just coming to church because it was the anniversary. But God has something for you. Your life is going to be changed. Your situation is going to be changed. He's working it out right now. Will you receive it tonight? Amen. Look at this. And then the boldness that leads to a perpetual assembling. When you begin to get to a point where you understand this thing, you've been studying it for a little while. You begin to understand that we're just sojourning. Our lives are but a vapor. And the Bible declares that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So when you get to a point like that, you don't fear death like you used to fear death. When you know that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. When you know that if you die on this side, You'll wake up in the presence of God when you understand that the enemy may kill the body, but he can't kill the soul. He has the power to, to, to inflict the body with sickness, but he cannot reach your soul. He can't reach your soul just like your enemy cannot reach your soul. Have you ever seen a soul before? Well, if you haven't seen a soul, neither has your enemy. They may try to send your soul to hell, but they can't do it because they can't find it. But God knows everything about your soul because he breathed the breath of life in Adam and he became a living soul. And souls have been living ever since that. Thank God if your enemies could find your soul, if the enemy could get one of us. That means the enemy could get all of us. But I will tell you today, if you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you surrender to his authority in your life, I guarantee you that the enemy cannot steal your soul. Once you're saved, you're always saved. And if you don't like church right now, I don't know how you're going to like heaven, because all you're going to do is be in God's presence all day long, saying holy, holy, holy. You better get ready to say holy, holy, holy right now. And we are the ecclesia, amen. And, it's, we are the, and look at this now. This is where I'm really going to just rest for just a few more minutes. I'm almost done. Verse 23 says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another. And so much the more as you see the day approaching. Ecclesia. As people called out from the world and to God. Amen. And oftentimes people are called out by, by the world or by God. But they never fully come from the world. They're like hybrids. One day this way and one day that way. But God is calling you to choose you this day whom you will serve. Straddling the fence is not comfortable. Mess around and slip, you're going to hurt yourself. But I'm here to tell you today that God has called, he has called the church out from the world unto him to be subject to him as the great head of the church. We have not an high priest that cannot be touched by the feeling of our infirmities, tempted at all points as we are yet without sins. Now, understand this. When you are called out, it doesn't mean that everything's going to work out just the way you want it to work out. Oftentimes, just by virtue of you being a Christian, you're going to be persecuted. 
But, but know this, that weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And greater is the end of the thing than the beginning thereof. Although it may seem like it's taking a long time for it to work out. If he promised it to you, amen, it's going to happen. Like they say, you can take it to the bank. But, but, but what you must understand, knowing that the one that promised is faithful, that means that he will always be there if he says he's going to be there. In order to find out more about the one who has promised, you cannot forsake, amen, meaning that you cannot give up on coming to the church. Good Hope has been a beacon of light in this community for 125 years, being a pattern to other churches in the community and in the surrounding area. I truly believe that the light that shines brightest at home will shine the furthest. The word of God says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify the Father which is in heaven. Well, give yourselves a round of applause, Good Hope, because your light is indeed shining. You ought to praise God for the fact that, that you have a man of God that will rightly the rightly divide the word of God because the grass withereth and the flower fadeth, but the word of God will stand forever. The word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the bone and the marrow. Dr. Pickett may not know what you're going through, but God knows exactly what you're going through, and he'll give you a word to change your situation. He'll give you a word that will change your destination. He'll give you the word that will give you peace that surpasses all understanding. Joy that the world didn't give and the world cannot take away. You have to, you cannot forsake the assembling of yourselves because you need a word every Sunday. You need a word every Wednesday. You go through hell and high water during the week dealing with people on your job and dealing with people in the community that can't stand God, don't want to have anything to do with God. And here you are standing up trying to do the right thing. And sometimes you have to come into the refueling station right here at Good Hope Missionary Baptist Church and God will refuel you. God will restore you and give you what you need for the journey. Have you ever been there before? You had to drag yourself into the church and then this man of God stood up and preached the word that gave you hope. That preached the word that told you to keep on keeping on. That preached the word that gave you courage in the midst of your trial. That preached the word that gave you hope when you didn't have any hope. Gave you hope when there was nothing but despair. You ought to praise God today for the man of God of this house. And But most importantly, you ought to praise God for the fact that his word cannot fail. His word will not give up. He is Jehovah Jireh. He is your provider. He says he is the great physician. He is your healer. Well, there's someone in the house today that appreciates the fact that he can go right to the source of your problem and he can dispatch his power into that situation. His power right to the destination. And then his power can correct the situation. His power can straighten the situation. His power can demand your enemies that come at you one way to flee from your seven ways. His power can make the enemy your footstool. His power, somebody say power. His power can pick you up. His power can turn you around. His power can place your feet on a solid ground. His power can show up and lead you. His power can show up and guide you. His power can give you comfort. His power can give you what you need. Has he ever showed up in a still small voice and reminded you that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you? Has he ever had to remind you that you're a joint heir with Jesus Christ? I'm almost done. Has he ever had to remind you that by your stripes I am healed? Has he ever had to remind you that he can go through the medication and go through the anesthesiologist and go through the anesthesia, go through the 
surgeon has ever had to tell you that it can go through the machines. They may give up on you. They may pull the plug on you. But my God can resuscitate you. He can resuscitate your heart. He can resuscitate your mind. He can resuscitate your situation. Am I the only one in the house today that appreciates the fact that your God is omnipotent? Your God is all-powerful. He got it with all power in his hands. Power to bless. Power to lead. Power to God. Power to cover. Power to anoint. Power to appoint. Power to raise up. Power to tear down. Power. Somebody say power. Power to open doors. Power to shut doors. Power to heal. Power to do what he said he's going to do. Power. Somebody say power. Am I the only one in the the church today that appreciates the power that God has dispatched in your situation? Have you ever been to a point that you were about to die? Have you ever been to a point where you needed a job? Have you ever been to a point where you needed a car? Where someone took the ride to church for granted today? But someone had to get a ride today because they don't have wheels to ride on today. You ought to thank God for the little things. When you begin to look at the small things, it'll make you keep on praising God. And then when you look at the small things, Dr. Pickett, you ought to thank him for one thing. Then you're thinking for another thing. You'll be thinking them 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, and 366 days a year in a leap year. What am I telling you today? When you look at the small things, you'll take your eyes off of the negative things. So look at this large, the small things tonight. Has he ever done anything for you before? Are you alive today? Do you know who you are today? Can you see today? Can you hear today? Can you walk today? It was God that did it. If it had not been for the Lord who was on your side, you'd be dead right now. If the enemy had his way, if your enemies had their way, you wouldn't be here today. You wouldn't be looking the way you look right now. You wouldn't be dressing the way you're dressed right now. As a matter of fact, you wouldn't be saved right now. You ought to praise the Lord today. I'm closing out right now. But I need about two or three people to break out in a shout right now and say, Lord, I just stopped. Thank you. Because I know what my situation was. As a matter of fact, I know without a shadow of a doubt, it was the Lord that did it. I couldn't save my soul. I couldn't correct my situation. I couldn't heal my body. But you showed up just in the nick of time. Someone's waiting for it just in the nick of time. Blessing right now, but he may not come when you want him. But I declare and decree he'll be right on time. God's timing is impeccable. God's timing is perfect. You ought to praise him in advance for your next breakthrough. You ought to praise him in advance for your next blessing. You ought to praise him in advance for your next healing. But don't stop at yourself. Look at your household. Look at your children and your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren and your great-great-grandchildren. Go ahead and praise him in advance for their salvation. Go ahead and praise him in advance for their covering.